Well, here we go, everybody. We are GFBS. We're Grand Forks' best source. And you know what? We're trying to give Grand Forks an identity again. Show today brought to you by Raptor PCS and the big Memorial Day giveaway. We want you to text or email us. You can text us 701-772-7626. Or uh, no, that's Raptor's number. You can text us. There we go. 701-213-0863 or uh, email us local at gfbestsource.com. Tell us what you like or don't like about the show. A chance for you to win a $75 certificate from the service department at Raptor PCS. And also, when you go there, tell them you heard us on GFBS. They'll give you another 10% off. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast premium subscription. Uh, You'll be automatically qualified to win some great prizes. It's just 5 bucks to subscribe. If you have any questions, uh, feel free to call us up, 701-213-0863. In fact, uh, we're going to be giving away a Weber grill here coming up. So uh, that is pretty cool. Time now before we get into the show for our segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. And the joke today is, how did the doctor cure the invisible man? How did the doctor cure the invisible man? He took him to the ICU. There we go. (laughs) 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 Jokes my neighbor tells me. On today's show, uh, we would like to welcome Dr. Josh Deere. He's the director of primary care at All True Health Systems. And uh, Dr. Deere, uh, great to have you on the show. And thank you. I know you are a busy man. Yeah, I'd like to thank you guys for having us and getting the news out about what's going on with coronavirus and everything else in the community. And, so you know, that, and that's the thing. Uh, when you go by people on the street, everybody's got their opinions about the coronavirus, COVID-19 thing. We thought it was about time we had somebody that uh, actually knows what's going on. So we're just going to whip a couple of questions your way. Uh, we know you're a, little, you're a busy man, but uh, first off, just tell us a little bit about yourself. We were kind of talking before we went on the show here and uh, I can remember you and you were a high school kid. Yeah, so I'm originally from the big city of Kennedy, Minnesota, <laughs> which is somewhat diminishing. It's about 100 130 people now. Well, isn't um, isn't that like a suburb of Donaldson? <laughs> <laughs> you could say that. We're all suburbs of Halock, I guess. Oh, there you go. <laughs> um we and then I went to uh, undergrad at Morris and Mayville State, ended up in med school at UND, um, was going to be a surgeon, did family medicine first, really enjoyed it, um, so decided to do family medicine, kind of fits my personality, and have been practicing it all through for greater than 10 years after my residency at all, at all true residency here in Grand Forks. Well, we are glad to have people like you here in the Grand Cities, and uh, okay, first off, now, you know we're going to be talking about coronavirus. Now, did Grand Forks County, did they have their first death from COVID-19 here in the last day or so? Yeah, they did. Um, and we can't really express much more on that other than mm-hmm. thoughts and prayers go to the loved ones. But sure. Yeah. Okay. All True has not had an inpatient that has died from COVID yet. Okay. And, and, and that's a, hopefully a very good thing here. Now, how many new cases of coronavirus are there now in Grand Forks that you know of? I mean, I know it changes all the time. Yeah, it, it, there's always active cases going on that are being traced through our public health department, and they've done an excellent job doing so. In our hospital, as of this morning, we have eight inpatients that oh. are diagnosed with coronavirus. Okay, and are those eight patients, are they hospitalized, or are any of them in the hospital now? Yep, all those are the ones that are hospitalized. There's, much, there's a larger number in the community, but those that are ill enough to be in the hospital, there's a total number of eight. Okay, now we talk about, uh, I, I've heard from people that said they tested positive for coronavirus and 
They didn't even know it. How is that possible? Yeah, that's possible. I mean, there are um, there are early studies from uh, one of the cruise ships that we all heard about mm-hmm. you know, s- several months ago now. Um, but there was one study that showed up to 17% in that population was positive without symptoms. What we do know about it is 80% to maybe even more when the dust settles, 80 to 85% will have limited to mild symptoms or no symptoms. You know, and there's a 10% with a milder, a little more severe course that may require you to go to ER or seek care from someone like me. And there's a range between 3 and 5% that end up being very ill. And those are the ones that all of the measures we put in place, that's why they're in place, because our health system capacity from a nation standpoint sure. was, you know, worried that it was going to develop what happened in Italy and other countries that you've seen mm-hmm. on the news. Yeah, and, and basically that's what kind of kicked this all off. So you can you could test positive for coronavirus and not feel a thing and not even know it then. That's that's true, yes. How many tests, if you know, have been given it all true? Yeah, as of this morning, we've done over 3,000 tests at all true health system. And only eight people in the hospital. That's really not that bad, is it? Or is it? I mean, of course it's bad. They're in the hospital, but... Yeah, so realistically, from our first spike, which was a few weeks ago now, mm-hmm. we're expecting that number to go up because it takes anywhere from 7 to 14 days for the illness to become at its peak. That's when typically people have their worst um, stages of the coronavirus illness. So we were bracing for a, a surge in coronavirus patients, and we've seen that number go up slightly but we haven't peaked above 10 yet. And the number of eight is good. And our capacity in our health system is very well equipped to deal with that and more. But hopefully we don't have to deal with much more than that number. You know, a lot of people are saying uh, there might be another peak. Is there even any way to figure out if that will happen? Yeah, I honestly don't think that anyone who has real strong feelings about that, mm-hmm. we don't know. Right. Um, honestly, we don't know. Uh, we're going to do what we think's best from a community, city, you know, state perspective, national perspective. And our greatest hope, honestly, is that we develop a vaccine or one of these treatments that we're, we're using sticks. Because if we have a treatment um, and we can limit those very severe illnesses to much less, it makes us allowed to get the virus because we aren't worried about a large portion of our population dying from it. Sure. Um, like we are now. And that was good. I got a question on that too. Okay. I, I'm sure it might be in your, your notes there, but you know, so hopefully I'm not jumping the gun here, but even with, um, you know, all this talk about people going to the hospital and, you know, unfortunately a lot of people that pass away, but they're labeling them as, uh, you know, having COVID and that's the cause of it, even though it may have been something else. I mean, is that, is that, factual at all or is that just kind of a you know blown up think maybe that's a bigger city thing or yeah i've heard a lot of studies on that i mean there are a lot of news on that i can't say from a personal perspective i get information from minnesota department of health Mm -hmm. north dakota department of health so i like any family physician have patients that die and we have to fill out a death certificate there has been data saying that hey we want if it's covid please put covid in the um, box 
but nothing more than that. I mean, at least from my standpoint, I haven't felt any pressure to change my usual practices. Okay. I mean, like, um, you know, the, the person that recently passed away here in Grand Forks, uh, in her 90s, I'm guessing there was probably some other underlying uh, health issues in, you know, with that patient? Yeah, so that's probably true, but that could be said for any illness. So I think it's... Sure. You hate, I mean, so if someone comes in who is 90 who has a heart attack and, and passes, we say that the heart attack was the cause of death. Yeah, I mean, now... Um, you know, it, it's getting to the point now where you'll see on social media, and, and, you know, they're funny, but they're not. Head-on car crash, both people died of coronavirus. I mean, it's kind of getting old, huh? Yeah, I think that's a little sensationalized that that's true. It, exactly. I mean, I mean, but it's not even I, really that funny. Yeah, I find it hard to believe that that's um, happening anywhere, but if it is, I guess I haven't seen it in Grand Forks or um, from the information I right. get from North Dakota Department of Health or Minnesota Department of Health. Well, I mean, just from somebody who spends way too much time on social media, yeah. <laughs> I can tell you that, you know, that what they're saying is that, you know, they're just doing that to try to boost the numbers sure. to scare people. Yeah. Or, and, and, you know, sometimes you got to draw the line and, and you don't think it's that funny. But you mentioned, uh, Dr. Deer, the uh, coronavirus uh, that they're working on. Uh, will there ever be a coronavirus vaccine? And, and how hard? I mean, I'm sure they're working hard to get one. But are we close to finding a vaccine? Well, that's the thing that's a little encouraging, honestly, when you hear our um, national spokesperson, our president, our Governor Burgum, when you hear them speak on it, um, they definitely are speaking with confidence. Mm -hmm. uh, that said, you know, we've had HIV, we've known about since the 80s, and we have no vaccine. Sure. Um, there are other illnesses, you know, that we don't have vaccines. Um, the good thing about this one is that in the animal studies and the initial studies that they're on, they're already in phase two trials, which puts this virus and the vaccine a lot further along than a lot of those other viruses. Mm -hmm. They never even got to that point. Sure. So for us to be at that point, um, the resources that are going into uh, developing a vaccine, I'm sure are astronomical and our mm -hmm. minds can't even comprehend how much money is going into this mm -hmm. because what it has done to our economy what it has done to our health systems what has it done to every person listening is pretty much historic and if we can prevent this type of thing from happening again by creating a vaccine and getting good herd immunity all of us are for that well and actually um I'm, again i don't want to step on if you were going to ask this question already but you know i i've heard through my social media <laughs> that, uh, you know, it has like a 92% like rate of just recovering of it with no problems at all. So everybody's asking the question, like, was it really necessary to shut everything down? Cause if you were a person of high risk, why wouldn't they just be the ones that would be advised to not go out? Yeah, I, that's a super tough question. I've heard it a lot from friends, family, everyone else. I don't think there's a good right answer for this. I think if we were left to ourselves to stay open, we would have had a much, much higher quantity of death than we're going to have through what we've done. Um, that said, there's also a lot of economic you know, hardships that are coming from this that I think that the people in charge realized when they put it in place, um, but that's, 8% is still pretty high yeah. when you really think about it. 
and our um, our health system capacity. And if you look at places like Italy and you read, I mean, any of the medical stuff coming out of those areas, they're very um, hard hit. It's really heart wrenching, even out of New York. It's, I mean, those providers that have had to deal with what they've had to deal with and decisions they've had to make, I, I can't imagine how much, you know, internal struggle they're having uh, making those decisions. And, you know, that's one of the reasons we've been trying to get you on the show, Dr. Deer, is because everybody has got their own opinion, and we wanted somebody that actually knows a little bit about this. But uh, do you think we're kind of jumping the gun on cancellations? I mean, you know, for example, Grand Forks Fair, uh, some of these things that are a month or two or three away, do you think they're jumping the gun on canceling these? I mean, I know logistics and trying to get it all set up you either got to do it now or or not but do you think that's a little early or not and i mean you would know yeah so i think again i don't think anyone truly knows um Mm -hmm. but what we're trying to do is we're trying to mitigate risk they know that large gatherings are where viruses and things spread so if we can limit the large gatherings that's going to limit the spread we don't know what the summer is going to look like for this virus. If mm-hmm. it's going to have a steady trickle and steady, you know, state through the summer months or not. So I think that everyone's just being cautious. I do think that from a local community standpoint, we had a large hockey tournament scheduled for the weekend of March 15th. Mm-hmm. Uh, 55 teams from all over the U.S., Canada, all over coming to Grand Forks. We also had a UND hockey game that night. Um, that weekend. I think that that was a very good decision. Mm -hmm. Whoever made that decision, I commend them for doing this because I'm sure it wasn't easy um, because I think that really limited the initial spread in our county. So do you think it would have been different then if we knew that everybody that was in the Ralph Engelstead arena for that hockey series, I mean, just an example, if they were all from Grand Forks, none of them were from anywhere else, would that make a difference? Yeah, I think it clearly showed how global of a country and state and everything we are. Mm-hmm. I mean, the tr- amount of spread that happened from travel was astronomical, and that's how it spread throughout our whole U.S. relatively rapidly. Um, so, yeah, I think that if you could know that everyone was from here and we just stayed here for the last two weeks, could you feel pretty comfortable having a large event? Possibly depending on how much coronavirus you have in your community at that time. Sure. All right, you being a Northwestern Minnesota guy, um, I'm sure you have hit the Minnesota fishing opener uh, more than once in your life. What is, you know, how do outdoor activities like fishing differ from indoor activities? Are there any different precautions a person should take? I think it's all based on how close you're going to be to others. You know, mm-hmm. we are, the CDC and everyone's recommending masking. I'm a proponent of it. I can't say that everyone is at this time, Mm -hmm. you know. I do think that it's helpful. Um, There's no great studies saying that it's a certainty, but just the common sense of it, that if you wear a mask and I cough in a store or somewhere else, I'm not going to be having large droplets of my spit and saliva on anything else. It's going to stay inside my mask which is going to limit the spread of the virus because it's all how much of the virus you're exposed to that will eventually develop immune response. So, I mean, if you can be distance and you can wear a mask, um, fishing's great. And hopefully the 
rip a few lips sometimes. Yeah, too, there you go, know. ripping lips. Yeah, I always thought of the yeah, mass. we haven't had any. Uh, I missed the Rainy River fishing this. Oh, I know, um, I know, rain. me too. Yeah, so. Hey, I'll, I'll tell you nice right. To, be nice to catch a walleye again. Oh, yeah. If you ever want to go catfishing, by the way, look me up, all right? Um, so I, I was actually going to, when you were talking about the mass, that's something that I never really, I always thought of it the other way. I thought you wore a mask so you didn't get the particles and stuff from somebody else. It's uh, interesting that, you know, you say that mm -hmm. you're actually protecting people from. Oh, I suppose it's a little of each. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, in in medicine, we wear masks, so we kind of know how to properly take them off. We know how to properly place them. Um, but if there are two people with barriers, your risk of infection goes way down. Okay. Now, I don't know how uh, much you are on social media, but now they have these, uh, they're all over social media, these so-called doctors and you'll see people posting, well, this person who's a doctor said this on social media, and this doctor said this, so here's my opinion. How do you really get educated on COVID-19? Yeah, I think right now with the COVID-19, as you're discussing, there's a lot of misinformation. Mm -hmm. And I think if something gets taken off of YouTube, that automatically makes it fact to some people. Mm-hmm which is not the case. Yeah, believe everything uh, getting, on Facebook, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm getting texts and messages, you know, often about what do you think of this, what do you think of that? Um, I think trusting your local public health authorities, trusting people like me, um, trusting your family doc, trusting, you know, a family friend who's in medicine and who's actually seeing what's going on. Um, we definitely try to give an unbiased opinion uh, and I'd focus on information coming from those sources, sure. CDC, our Department of Health. Um, All right, just a couple of more questions for you. We know you're busy. Um, you know what, and this is such a general question, but, and everybody should know this, what's the best way to not get coronavirus? Yeah, the best way to not get coronavirus is to not be exposed to coronavirus. So stay home. Yeah, which is what doing all the, all the things the CDC said when we were on those, all of these type of shows, um, you know, two months ago, the message hasn't changed. It's washing your hands frequently. It's coughing into your elbow. Now it's wearing a mask in mm -hmm. public spaces. Um, those are the things that's going to prevent it. Dr. Deer, is there a coronavirus hotline? Yes, we have one at Altrue. And what is and that on number? the website as well. Okay. Okay, good. Uh, one more quick question for you. And, uh, you know, you, you go to some of the stores in town, and these are another things you see posted on social media. People complaining about all the people at this certain big chain store and that certain chain store or this certain chain grocery store, but they can't get into a campground. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, I guess <laughs> I know that that's another hot button one in Minnesota right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess if people can be distanced, if they're in their own family units and they aren't intermingling with others, I think that it's definitely reasonable. Um, that said, I'm not a state authority, and I have no authority to say that we sure. can't parks to do anything else. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that if people adhere to the distancing guidelines, your risk is low. Um, if you look at our community numbers, we're still relatively low. Um, that's not a pass to go out and do whatever you want, um, but it is a pass to 
hopefully be able to do, you know, go to a grocery store again. Sure. So majority, a lot of people have been doing drive through. Um, so I think that there's a lot, there's a need for a little bit of normalcy right now. Eight weeks is, it's been a long time. Oh yeah. And family, friends, everyone else. I mean, I haven't seen my parents for eight weeks. Yeah. And probably won't for a while, honestly, until mm-hmm. we figure out what's going to go on over the next month or so. Um, just because I don't want to expose other people to unneeded risk. Okay. And I, if you don't mind, I just have one question that, um, just because I know that uh, it's kind of become a pretty big conversation amongst a lot of my friends. Have you seen this pandemic um, part one thing with Judy Mikov- Mikovitz, I think is what it is? It's on. There was one that's on YouTube and has been taken down. And I mean, people are taking this to heart like it's totally factual. Yeah, I would uh, I would look up the source on that, and then you guys can decide on your own. Hey, you know, that's the main reason we have wanted you on this show, Dr. Deer, is because you hear, uh, especially in the job we do, you hear everybody's opinion. And uh, we just thought here at GFBS it was about time we got, uh, we got the word straight. And uh, we sure appreciate you being on our show today. Yeah, I'd just like to thank you for having me. Um, also like to thank our nurses this week's nurses week oh that's right yep yeah if you guys didn't know that um behind all of us there are a bunch of awesome nurses who um do the brunt of majority of the care and we're thankful for them every day at all true um also our health system as a whole right now i think we've really stood up in the community and i hope that the community is seeing that um it's felt internally and we're hopeful that the community is seeing it um, we're open for business. We have a bunch of safe practices in place to allow people to be seen in a safe manner because um, there has been a lot of um, people through this quarantine period that have decided not to come in um, with common illnesses that have kind of escalated and then they show up with a little worse illness and we're ready to see you now. So That's a great point. Hey, Dr. Deer, thank you and uh, thank you for everything you do for us and the community here in Grand Forks. Looking forward, to, looking forward to getting you on the show again sometime. All right. Thanks a lot for having me, guys. Hey, there you go. And again, thank you to uh, Dr. Josh Deer. He's the Director of Primary Care at All True Health Systems. Uh, there you go. If you want to find out more, get on their website. Uh, you can get on the coronavirus hotline if uh, maybe you think you've got symptoms or anything like that. But uh, like Dr. Deer said, uh, you know what? Just be smart about this. Uh, be smart. If, you, if you're worried about it, stay home. Wear your masks and do all of that stuff, all right? So there you go, Dr. Josh Deer. Uh, glad to have him on the show today. Hey, people, don't forget to subscribe to our Podbean Premium subscription. Be automatically qualified to win some great prizes. It's only 5 bucks to subscribe. If you have any questions, you can call or text us, 701-213-0863. And uh, we'll give you a little hint. We're going to be giving away a Weber grill here coming up, so that's pretty cool, too. And again, thanks to Raptor PCS. Uh, they were right here in Grand Forks in the Grand Cities Mall with a full range of computer services at affordable rates. Tell them... Grand Forks Best Source sent you. They'll give you another 10% off. And tell us what you like or dislike about the show. All you got to do is text us or email us. On tomorrow's show, we're going to have Chad Spradlin from Anytime Fitness and our Health and Wellness Day. We are Grand Forks Best Source. We're giving Grand Forks an identity again.